Hey, I'm Waylon. And I'm Allie. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurs Podcast, the podcast for and by female entrepreneurs, hosted by the Entrepreneurs Network, the network for and by female entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you stories of female entrepreneurs around the world as we kickstart our own entrepreneurial journeys. Today, we are delighted to have on Janine Jacob, founder of Full Potential Partners Shanghai, who moved to China from Germany in 2017. After seven years of work experience at global Fortune 500 IT company Helwit Packard, she founded the Happiness Association and Bye Bye Borders in Suzhou. In parallel, she studied for a double master's degree in international business at German Munich Business School and French SKEMA Business School in Suzhou. Janine lived, studied, and worked in France, the US, Finland, and China. Janine is a passionate founder and former event host of several networking organizations like Girl Gone International Sujo. She bridged intercultural and international relationships at Internations Sujo. In her 2,500 people online community Monday Morning Motivation China, she offers daily support on well being, motivation, and mindset. Join us as we talk with Janine about how to become a morning person and to find your own purpose. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are so honored to have Janine today on the pod. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. I'm a morning uh, person and early bird, so I've been working since 5 a.m., but I'm motivated, wow. inspired, and super grateful to be here with you ladies this morning. Amazing. I love that. So considering that you're a morning person, I think you're particularly going to like this question that we ask all our guests, which is what excites you when you wake up in the morning? my business. So basically the reason why I started my business, it's related to purpose. And basically every day I'm full of exciting tasks, meeting exciting people, uh, creating new programs, projects, and like something exciting, new. I make some impact. I hope so. And all of this is basically exciting me every morning. So even if I'm a little bit tired, which happens, I'm a human person too, right? But um, it's easy for me to get up early. And if it's really worth it, uh, sometimes I get up even at four o'clock. Um, nowadays, I try to still get enough sleep. It doesn't work always, but work in progress. No one's perfect. But yeah, all of this excites me every single morning. Have you always been a morning person? Like your entire life, have you been a morning person? Or was that something that you kind of had to figure out? Duh. No, I've always been a morning person. I was just talking to a friend about this recently. I think mm -hmm. this goes back to how the way our parents or my stepdad also raised me. So even during the weekend, of course, as a child, you want to sleep in, but your parents tell you, okay, you got to wake up early. You got to do housework. You got to do this and this and this. And at the same time, even beyond this, um, they said, well, if you can party, if you can go out, you can also get up early and you can work, right? So work hard, play hard. Uh, I think that this is actually somehow formed from the way I was literally raised. That's amazing. I love how your parents were able to like instill some of those values in you for better, for worse in that way. I think parents or role models often want to share or really worried about instilling some sort of work habit or work ethic into their mentees or their kids by 
like telling them do this, do this, but I think the best thing is role model. So I assume like your parents were kind of modeling this behavior, which is super, super fantastic. Um, for our guests who maybe aren't so familiar with your entrepreneurial journey, your career in Shanghai, your background, do you mind giving us a little brief introduction as to who you are and what you stand for? I'm happy to share this. Uh, yeah, so I'm this lady born in Germany, but I always say I'm a global citizen. Uh, my mom is originally from Russia, and thanks to hard studying and a little bit of luck, I was able to live uh, with local families in France for a little bit, in the US actually, um, uh, in Las Vegas when I was 16. <laughs> and also I worked in Finland before, and China has been the longest now with, yeah, three and a half years already. My background is, uh, again, I was super lucky. I always worked and studied at the same time. So I worked uh, for Hewlett Packard for HP. So I studied with them, IT and business. Uh, and um, I loved it. I got a lot of responsibility at an early age. So when I was 23 and just like done with my bachelor's and with HP for three years, they decided to do a trial and give me a senior position as account manager to see if a junior can actually also perform well in a senior position. So that was amazing. And um, I think having worked for HP formed me a lot, like the way how I work. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful for this. And even like how I build up my business culture. So when I decided to do my double master's degree in international business at Munich Business School, I was able to choose uh, for the double master's degree a university in 60 different countries. So I said, okay, let's get out of the comfort zone again. And well, if you want to or not, you probably got to go to Asia, but not anywhere, but China. Can I just go to Taiwan, which probably is like a good mixture out of bit westernized and so on. But I was just not interested in doing an MBA. I'm not a finance person, to be honest. So I did not end up in Taiwan but, or in Taipei. So I chose a French business school in Suzhou, China. I had not even heard of Suzhou. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I ended up in China, lived with a local family, studied, still worked 15 hours per week for HP Germany, and founded a happiness association in the first week. Um, yeah, started a startup at the same time a few, a few weeks later with my first Chinese friends. Yeah, a lot of things basically happening at the same time. And because of all these experiences that I did at the same time, beyond just studying and working, I found my purpose in life. So I quit my job and I did not go back into my full-time contract and full-time job at HP in Germany. And here we are now, three and a half years later, two and a half years ago, I moved to Shanghai and without any savings, founded my own company. So I run a consulting company in Shanghai and I focus a lot on also like coaching and training from different type of communication, soft skills. And with coaching, we focus on executive life career coaching. And right now I've started like really the consulting business. So um, really I'm helping companies to have happier employees at workplace but not, not just about happiness, but at the end, you also want to receive uh, higher, um, yeah, KPIs and benefits from it. Um, yeah, so bigger success for the companies as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that there's so much to unpack here. So we'll definitely start 
I think at the beginning of your journey, kind of going from a big company like HP to now working at your own startup, I would love to know more about how specifically your global citizenship helped shape that journey for you and make that decision from going from such a big enterprise to really wanting to start something on the side and then later on taking that full time. Okay, so let's talk about being a global citizen. I think I was always interested um, in it because in high school, what they did, they basically um, introduced um, an exchange semester or year in a different country. So I was wishing to go to Spain or to the USA. And my stepdad and my mom, they always said, no, we don't have enough money, we can't afford it. So that's why I'm saying like literally out of nowhere, I got a scholarship and uh, my stepdad had actually died um, one and a half years before that, but I, out of nowhere, I got the scholarship and this is the day since when I actually believe that no matter what your background is, how crazy things may sound like, how impossible something sounds like, but hey, you can like achieve it, you can make it happen. So that's how I ended up going to high school in the US for half a year. So this is how it actually all started. And because, I mean, you know, Waylon, you, you study in Princeton, you're in the US. There's so many different cultures in just like one city, in like one university. It's so exciting to meet so many different people. And that's where I got interested into working for a multinational company because I found it interesting to be surrounded with so many different people. It sounds very easy, but this is how it started. And the fun fact is only when I started studying international business and IT with HP, I had students in my class, they all studied in a few different uh, countries. So when we started to exchange about how are we like international people, this was only when I realized I always saw myself as a very typical German lady. I mainly grew up with my mom, but I mean, sure, my mom left her past in Russia behind her, but this is only when I started to realize when learning about cultures that I'm not just German, actually, because my mom, she is not typical Russian either, but she's also not completely German yet. So in the way how I actually got raised when it comes to beliefs, even superstition sometimes, I realized at one point when I was just like doing the bachelor's degree, oh, this is actually where I'm more Russian. This is where I'm Russian, Russian, Russian. I just didn't know about it. I named it, uh, oh, I'm, I'm a German. But at the same time, yeah, like my first boyfriend, he was French. So I think, yeah, I don't know, like all these like international influences just came. They open up my mind to not judge, to be more open-minded, to um, grab for the stars and... Yeah, working at HP helped me a lot to be surrounded or to work with people from so many different continents and countries. And I just loved it. That's what I love about my life. Wow. And I really don't even know where to begin. First of all, your infectious energy is just so fantastic. I can see exactly why you're leading Monday morning motivation and just like <laughs> energy, the passion just oozing out of you. I hope our listeners can definitely hear this through the audio. Um, speaking of the different cultures, clearly growing up in different places, working different places, being around different people clearly had an impact on you. But also it seems that work cultures were also influencing that. You said HP was super impactful in terms of what they taught you 
you, your work ethic. So I'm curious to hear about how you sort of like looking back now, both different cultures from like different countries and religions and backgrounds, but also work cultures helps influence your identity today. That is a combination of multiple different ones. Okay, so as I said, I'm so grateful that I was able to study and work at HP. And I'm also so grateful to all of my former bosses for all of their support. So um, I was an intern. So I came back from uh, working, uh, from studying uh, at high school in the US for half a year. And then I did this internship at HP. This is how I really fell in love with a con uh, with a company and so there was this guy his name is JJ and you know my name is Janine Jacob I used to be called JJ as well and every day a student would um, take me to their department show me around let me do some tasks introduce me give me experiences and then there was this manager called JJ and just like randomly out of nowhere he then said okay Janine let's have a talk and he was like he had a really good reputation he was like a high manager in the hierarchy. And he just like took more than 30 minutes just to talk to me. And because he was a little bit older already, he did not only share the nice and blooming things about the company. He even said, look, this is the difference uh, between HP today and HP 20 years ago and our job. And he even like showed a few things of how things have changed and what is not as good as it used to be anymore. So he bluntly told me the good and the bad things from his perspective. And just him taking the time was, it wowed me so much. It, I really felt within this one week of an internship that I was, I mean, I was I saw myself as just a little unimportant intern in this big company, but everybody like welcomed me as if I was a part of the family. And HP compared to IBM is family culture, not elbow culture against each other, but family culture. And as you may know, in German, uh, it's like in Chinese, we say um, like you means um, like when we know each other, we would say do. And when we're friends and we would say the first name, but if we don't know each other and we want to use the respectful version, we would basically say Z and we would say Mr. Jacob, Mr. Um, Chong, Mrs. Chong or so. And talking about this, um, just like saying the first name to everybody in the hierarchy and just like brought us so much closer together. And this was just the start of me, why I really wanted to work for HP and for this culture. And then when I finished my bachelor's degree, after three years of being with HP, I had the chance, I was applying with Ernst & Young, which is a really like well-known uh, consulting company and a dream of many people. But then I got this amazing job offer of the senior position that I was talking about, although I was a junior and an amazing manager. And because of Rainer, that manager, basically, I decided, okay, no, even if maybe one or 2,000, I would get less with HP than Ernst & Young, I'm going to stay here because it's an amazing opportunity. And most important is the values and the mentoring of my manager were just outstanding. And then on top to this, all the other support and the coaching I got from also like higher management was just so outstanding. Like I love to be thrown in cold water. That's how I grow the fastest. And this is exactly what happened. But I got a lot of responsibility, but I also had supporters there. People who really invested their time in me 
and gave me the trust that I could do it. And yeah, so talking about this, um, the culture was many, many times the reason why I wanted to work for HP and um, how I also integrated values and examples in my own company nowadays and how I also treat my employees. I love that so much. And I think something that not a lot of entrepreneurs talk about is how others kind of have paved their journey. I think oftentimes entrepreneurship feels like a very solo journey. And I think it's very <laughs> interesting that you like you you acknowledge the people that have helped you along the way. And I think that's super, super important. Um, yeah. Switching gears slightly, I would love to talk more about your work as like the happiness director of Bye Bye Borders, but also your um, your newfound company, Monday Morning Motivation, um, and how you came about to like setting that up in China and um, what motivated you to start these. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my company is called Full Potential Partners in Shanghai because you need a legal entity. Monday Morning Motivation is not officially um, a registered company, but basically like, a brand uh, or like a hobby on the side or under like legally under our companies. Uh, yeah, so about Bye Bye Borders. So this is what I founded with my Chinese friends because when I studied in Suzhou um, at that time, I really wanted to make Chinese friends. And you may think, oh, come on, Jenny, you're a social person, you love to network, but it should be easy for you. But actually it was not because my business school, especially in the master's degree, was full of French people and uh, other foreigners, not really Chinese. So I had to get out of my comfort zone. I went to Shanghai with the last money every second weekend to go to networking events because I couldn't find much in Suzhou. It was not easy to get Chinese friends um, who have similar interests so after three months of being in China, I finally ended up at this startup weekend in Suzhou where I met my amazing Chinese friends. Uh, and at the same time, also we founded Bye Bye Borders. And it gave me so much of, um, of experience working with foreigners as well as with um, Chinese uh, because I bridged gaps basically. But at the same time, I also got a really good um, knowledge about how is it to have co-founders and officially i was not because i was under a student visa i was not able to be registered in the company yet so this is when everything got a little bit tricky as well but i also realized that that business was not my main passion i would say so we helped international students to do homestay with local chinese in suzhou so that was the business that i did yeah, but again, this experience was great because I realized more about who am I and what do I want in life and what do I want to do for my job later because I told you I quit my job right afterwards and didn't go back to Germany. So yeah, about Monday morning motivation because I started my first programs to help entrepreneurs or anybody to create morning habits, healthy morning habits. Um, maybe you know the miracle morning that inspired me because if people have good habits, like for example, in the early morning, we do gratitude journaling. We do a little bit of exercising. I love to have motivational quotes. It motivates me. I drink my essential oils, especially since COVID to keep my body healthy, support my immune system and do other things basically like affirmations for my mind mindset but all of this makes me stronger so that's what I started to teach and 21 day programs to other people 
And then I realized, oh, I had a few entrepreneurs joining and I made them morning people because they normally would get up later because as an entrepreneur, you're your own boss, right? But they realized since we do the program at seven o'clock every day, they got so much more done afterwards. And they were so grateful for it. And this is how the idea for Monday Morning Motivation came up. And since then, every Monday morning, we do our free online webinars. So anybody from the world can actually join. We have this 2,500 um, member community all over China now, or a few people abroad now too. So yeah, it's just about, it's my passion to help people to be more positive. So if you have a positive, motivated, inspiring start in a new day, in a new week, like your whole day and week will be shaped. Whereas if, because there's a lot of people who say, oh, I hate my job, I hate my boss, I hate this, this, this. You're, you're already overflowing with negativity. And that's just the start of the day and week. You already get a stomach act. So that's basically why I wanted to bring in some, some positivity and just like guide people in a positive, energetic way. I love your why. I think it's so important to share that positivity in the world. And I love that you're doing that in a way that works for you. Of course, not everyone's a morning person. Not everyone wants to get up, go on a run, write a grateful journal, because that's not a one-stop solution to the way things And I'm sure you can appreciate yourself. Of course, that works for some people. Like yourself, I love, like, I, I, I was just grateful journaling right now as you were speaking as well. I do it every night and morning that works for me but of course that's not a solution it's just one way that works so I would love to hear about a some advice you have for people who are looking to become morning people some habits they can implement but also habits that are just good beyond the fact if you're a morning person just whatever time you wake up if you wake up at five in the morning if you wake up at 3 p.m and you were up till 5 a.m the night before what are some habits regardless of what time you wake up regardless of what gratitude and things you have what is a habit that just makes you a happy person regardless of your sleeping schedule? Okay, well, I can't answer this question because every person is different. It all goes back to why, as you just mentioned, why are you doing this? Like, what is the reason behind it? Because if you don't have a strong reason and you say, yeah, I wanna get up early because I get more things done, but you're not really motivated, you don't really have a strong why, then you're not really going to succeed. Um, over time so if you have a strong why and you know why you want to do this or that like cooking um, by yourself for example because you think you can be a healthier person it goes back to like ask yourself why do you want to do this and that and what are healthy habits again it depends on you like you don't have to do something in the morning um, at five o'clock if you know that you're absolutely not a morning person if um, specific things like you're more creative and uh, whatever it is like in the evening for example well then just create an evening routine like let me just give you a few examples to inspire you because um, only you have the answer of what would be good for you so some people they love to listen Listen to relaxing music, like maybe one hour before you go to bed. Some people turn down the light so that your body can also um, start creating, um, is it melatonin, right? And 
basically um, you can slowly naturally start to uh, become sleepy and then some people I would suggest them if they have sleeping problems maybe you can try to like drink uh, water with essential oil lavender or rub your feet with lavender oil which is a nice massage at the same time and it gets you sleepy for other people they love to do their gratitude journaling or they write down their successes in the evening or they do any kind of journaling which is a nice end of the day for them um yeah as i said relaxing music anything that can for example prepare your body and you mentally that soon you're gonna go to bed and i would definitely recommend to take your phone away like especially here in china we use our phone like crazy most of my work i can do it even through the phone nowadays not just uh, through the laptop so we're on the phone too much do you really like, and especially in China, you get work messages all the time. So I highly recommend, take, like this is probably a really good habit for everybody, put your phone away in the evening, at least a minimum of one hour before you go to bed. Um, or have at least two phones where you can have work and private um, life maybe separated but you don't want to get anything that really like brings up your blood pressure and you get bad news before you go to sleep it's not very healthy and it's the same in the morning why do we always have to take our phone first in our hands when we wake up and especially like i tell people and i've had the experience myself Work on yourself first, take some me time, do something good for you that strengthens you, whether it's sports or um, journaling or just um, like anything. Meditation, right? That's also something I do. But do something that strengthens you, that makes you happy, not your family, not your kids, not your uh, anybody, but just you. And this is not about being selfish. This is just about taking care about yourself. And once you are strong enough, then you can basically um, go out there in the big world because you will be more resilient. It's so much easier for you to bounce back with whatever happens. During coronavirus, um, every day, like I knew people were checking the numbers and every day already in the morning, there was that talk for people at breakfast. Oh, look, the numbers race. This is this and this. And you have so much negativity already in the morning. But whereas when you really like take care of yourself first, it's easier for you to handle these things. So when I actually ran my 21 day program in the mornings for people, one day, yes, I did the mistake myself because I have to send people reminders. Hey, we're going to start in five minutes. Um, and then I read a message from a Chinese friend. She lived in Switzerland at that time and her son died. That was one of the first messages I read in the morning. Her son died. And I'm sorry to say this bad word now, but it Mm, fuck me up right mentally I mean come on like her I didn't even know her son but he was eight or nine years old and this was the first message I read wow. before literally I was about to run this 21 day program and be my best self for other people and this is just like we all have these examples so you got to do something good for yourself and then you can handle everything a little bit in an easier way like that message messed me up for the rest of the day. Yeah, 100%. I think that like doing something for yourself first is so important to anyone's morning routine. And I think that most people focus on like journaling, 
for sometimes the wrong reasons they're like oh this is what makes me a better person so they like journal without really intentionally thinking about why they're doing the act and I think remembering that doing something good for you almost prevents you and like keeps a barrier like lets you love yourself first as like the first thing in the morning is definitely something important that I hope all of our audience can get away from this um, as we begin to wrap up the podcast we'd love to ask our guests um, what is something that you are grateful for today Actually, I'm just so grateful to speak with you ladies. You're a role model for everybody out there because you don't make excuses. You get up early. You even offer uh, sessions at six o'clock in the morning to just like do what seems to be right for you to interview female entrepreneurs out there in the whole world. Most students, they would just like sleep uh, then take a few courses and that's it. But it seems like you have a purpose out there and no matter what your age is or even in different countries that you're living, you're just continuing to do that, what seems to be good and right for you. And I think this is just so wonderful and inspiring and I'm grateful for you doing this because I hope you can also inspire so many other um, people in a similar age out there uh, which I know you are doing. I heard wonderful things about you. So yeah, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for my crazy little kitty who is not interrupting our podcast. I'm so like proud of her. I'm grateful for, yeah, just being alive, having such a beautiful life. I mean, like we're, I'm so grateful. I'm not in Germany right now or anywhere else because life in China and Shanghai is pretty normal. I'm grateful that I'm still running my business. And that it's even growing and that so many exciting things have been happening now in the last few weeks. And I'm so grateful that all of the hard work I put in and so many like free speeches I gave in the, uh, in the beginning of the years and everything that I did to also help other people. And the seeds are growing and it's coming back and it's just so exciting to see. And I'm just so grateful for this and thousands of other things. Otherwise, if I count them all, we would still be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> that's amazing and I love the idea how gratitude just is so infused into your life and how you're able to see beauty and gratitude just really everywhere it's fantastic continuing on I'd love to hear what is something that you love about yourself today actually now that I look at myself it's 8 30 a.m in the morning now and I'm already wearing red lipstick and it's just pretty and actually wearing a dress makes me happy. So what do I love about myself? Well, I feel great right now. Uh, what else do I love about myself? I think it's a discipline. Uh, I'm very grateful to maybe have the Russian mother and military background uh, in there. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I'm very, my grandma always said, Janine, you're full of ideas. Uh, it seems like I'm very creative. I have a lot of ideas. So that's something I also love about myself. And I think I also have a very big heart and it's not, I'm not driven by money, but I really want to help people out there and have a positive and meaningful and good impact. So every time I get asked to even like speak on a podcast, I'm always happy for this opportunity because yeah, I just believe in the butterfly effect. So if I can just like say one thing can already change hopefully one person's life and that person's gonna spread it to more and more people and that message and impact goes, yeah, to different parts of the world. 
So I love that I'm doing this. And yeah, so many other things. That's a nice question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love the fact that you dress for yourself. I think that's so important for girls to remember um, that sometimes it just, it just feels nice to wear a dress for yourself. Um, and to wrap yeah. us up, if you could define female entrepreneurship in a sentence, what would that sentence be? Can I just say, keep on going? <laughs> that's yeah, really that's great. But um, it, it doesn't really count just like for, or not only for women. But I think if we look at this world, um, and I just watched a few TED Talks about millennials and also about different kind of races, it's not just about women having some challenges. I think this counts for everybody. Just keep on going towards the dreams that you're having. Stay positive. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. And just keep on going, no matter how tough it is. Yes, I've lived with 3RMB in Shanghai before. Nearly got kicked out of my apartment. Visa issues and all these things. But uh, there's always a way. And again, you will get very, very creative in these challenging moments but it's going to be worth it and especially if you have a purpose and you know why you're doing this so I guess keep on going is my definition of female entrepreneurship or actually anything in life I love that so much and on that note thank you so much for joining us on the podcast if our audience wants to find you or follow you on your entrepreneurial journey where can they do that yeah, so you can look for Janine Jacob, Jacob, but with K, please, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, actually, I'm about to start a few Chinese channels now. So my nine o'clock appointment with my two colleagues is actually um, putting the strategy now finally um, into action. Yes, I'm a little bit afraid about it. So probably a Douyin a TikTok uh finally the wechat channel and Yay. maybe one or two other things yeah thank you so much for joining us and we hope that we can connect with you soon yes thanks for doing this lady can thank i thank you thank you last thing that i would like to mention because i learned this quite late uh my first ever coach i hired she was the reason she gave me the homework janine start to integrate me time in your life because i'm a workaholic or i say i'm a passionaholic but I had to actually learn. Someone had to teach me how to take me time for myself. And she said, okay, start with 15 minutes every day. Because if you take care of yourself, then you can also take better care of the others. And that's what my other professor um, in Sujo had taught me, Aurelien Millot. Uh, yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, and especially if you don't love yourself, like nobody teaches you how to love yourself, then yeah, something is, is wrong. Everything starts with loving yourself and taking care of yourself, which I'm still improving, but no one teaches us this at university, unfortunately. Thank you. Yeah, there's no class on loving yourself. I definitely think we need a course about that though. I think self-love <laughs> is so, so, so important. Yes, okay, thanks. Amazing. That wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you learned a lot about Janine and enjoyed hearing her stories. Thank you so much to Stephanie Lee and Bailey Cherry as our podcast producers. Check out our past episodes and look out for our upcoming episodes featuring inspiring female entrepreneurs through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast now. 
To stay updated and involved, join the Entrepreneurs Podcast community on our Instagram and LinkedIn and get in touch with us to share your very own entrepreneurial journey.